I feel great. Look good, feel good. I look good all the time, and I feel great some of the time. (laughs) 30% of the time, it works every time. Uh, this is episode 82 of Wayne and with Travis Hartman. I am B-Money, the producer. That over there was Weekend Trav. Uh, we're coming to you live. Well, live for us, not live for you, uh, but you're watching us. And we're coming to you from the TH Boxing Facility, the second floor in the podcast room. Weekend Trav, we're back together in person. What's up, B-Money? Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yes, absolutely. So by the time you're watching this, which this episode drops on Wednesday, we will already be off of that three-day weekend, Memorial Day, celebrating and honoring uh, fallen heroes of the United States, wartime heroes of all the branches of the military. Thank you so much to all the families and, and friends and loved ones, but we honor and pay respects to those that have fallen in the line of service uh, for our Cheers. beautiful country. Cheers. Thank you guys for serving. And gals. This is actually very true. I, I have to be careful with that because nowadays you, I would get in trouble, but I usually say guys or people or gals. gals. Guys. I, I don't say guys. Say guys is kind of inclusive. Yeah. Of, that's know. like just usually say that and not yeah, when, really trying to seclude or seclude. In the Goonies, in the Goonies, when Sloth said, hey, you guys, there were there were girls in that group. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like you can't do that in nowadays because people take it wrong. Yeah. But and I don't mean it wrong. It wouldn't be as funny if he was saying, hey, you guys and gals. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I probably would. Okay, so anyways, we digress. This is the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically in Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym, specifically on a in the second floor of a boxing gym in the podcast room, shot on a Sunday or Monday. Today is Sunday, and it drops on? Wednesday morning. In the world. In the world. That is our demographic, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have yet to subscribe, do so below wherever you're finding this on Rubble, on YouTube. If you're listening to us on the audio sources, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon, Prime, Alexa, whatever, everywhere. Google Podcasts, there's a lot of different audio sources, and we kind of push out to all of them. So just definitely subscribe. Give some feedback, comments below. We appreciate you Because if you don't subscribe, Mm -hmm. I am going to come to your house. Is that me? Hello? Hey, have you subscribed to our podcast? No. Right in the face. Right in the face? Well, that's different. You yeah. used to be in the stomach. I know, but you know what? I'm stepping my game up because we are that important that now it was just so. a gut check and I wanted people to know that, hey, <clears throat> I'm giving you a chance now because I punched you in the stomach, but now I'm going to punch them in the face and knock them out pretty much like Rolly Romero got knocked out this oh, weekend. Boy. But And then when you wake back up, I'll knock on your door again. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, you should probably subscribe to our be, podcast. It's going to be... I think that'll sound like a door knocking. Anyways, okay, so weekend trap. Good to see you. It's pretty loud. It's you great look, to see uh, you. It's, it's hot as hell here in Florida right now, and you Very are definitely hot, in, in weekend trap attire. Man. The gear's looking good. I'm so comfy, bro. Listen, I got, I'm, I'm on the full outfits again, dude. I'm on the full outfits. The shorts. Look the at shirt. that. Look at this that. Is- I got another one. Standing room like, only. Um, this is so comfortable, too. It feels like pajamas and silk. Nothing touches this body but silk. I'm just kidding. It's not really silk, but it's actually silky light. It's really, really oh, comfortable. So, okay. <laughs> well, so uh, you you had alluded to the fight. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Gervonta uh, mm-hmm. Davis and Rolando Romero as they fought yesterday. But what we do want to uh, first is thank a couple of partners of ours. That's TH Boxing, Gulfstream Financial, and IF Enterprises. 
uh, for your uh, media support, IF Enterprise. We appreciate you guys. Uh, and, and also our, my friend over at uh, my friends at Bang Energy. Thank you so much for keeping me going uh, today. So Weekend Trav, <clears throat> we had the uh, pay-per-view on Showtime yesterday coming from New York. Uh, and that was one Gervonta Davis taking on Rolando Roley Romero uh, for the secondary WBA lightweight title, something like that. The weird title. It's a BS title, but yeah. Okay, but it's it was not the for real something. One. Yeah, it's not the real one. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of for bragging rights too. And to be fair, it nowadays it's not the titles that really sell fights because this fight was sold out. I think eighteen or nineteen thousand yeah. people live, which was pretty awesome. Great. I really didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think we so were either. talking about this. We were like, who, who really cares about this fight? And it ended up being seventy five dollars on pay per view. Yeah. And I'm curious to see those numbers. If they did a hundred thousand buys. I will be shocked. If they did 100,000 buys, that's a success in my opinion. Wow. For that fight. Wow. Because I really, I don't know how it was a pay-per-view. I really don't. And just to be fair, like just genuinely, are they talented enough to be pay-per-view? Yes. But the difference between uh, a pay-per-view fighter and being talented is can you sell? Right. Okay, you can be the best in the world, doesn't matter. But can yeah. you sell? They try. That's the people get on pay per view. They definitely try. There are shenanigans leading up to this thing the weekend of. I think they were real too. Yeah, they, they looked real. A little bad blood between the two. And then also on the uh, the final face off, you know, Gervonta Davis uh, notoriously gave him a little nudge to Roly Romero and kind of pushed him off the stage and a little back and forth whether or not he was going to fight, you know. It's uh, shenanigans. Yeah, and to be fair, I'll, I'm going to give Gervonta a little credit on this one because Roley pulled the hole when they both they faced off and they turned to the cameras, right? Roley did step a little sidestep in front of him yeah. and flexed. Yeah, okay, yeah. listen, you do that to me, I'm probably going to give you a little nudge. And to be fair, it was just a little nudge, but, there was. Was a, but there was a little um, but it fall was, off. It was just a little nudge on the back of the tricep or something like that. Come on. Yeah, Come on. It, it, was, it wasn't too bad, but it knocked him off the platform, For though, because that, it was that. someone that moves so weird and unorthodox in the ring, I think you can keep your balance if you just get nudged by the tricep. Oh, you're, I mean, you're probably not. You're not wrong because he really didn't push him that no. hard. It was literally like, hey, get out of the way. And he just fell off the platform He's a little like, bit. And he so. was probably like, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, what's up with that push? Listen, I'm telling you, if you talk like that, you have to be Mike Tyson. You got to be able to hit somebody hard. Period. It's just, that's like, there's no other person in the world that can talk like that and get away with it. And that one person is Mike Tyson. Yeah. It's not Roley Romero. And listen, we're not going to necessarily just take away from Roley Romero because of his his, his uh, audio uh, displeasure that comes out of his, his mouth. We're gonna, so bad. We're going to rip on him a little bit because of the performance that we had in the ring on Saturday. We can try to walk us through this fight and the obvious finish and just kind of what we're looking at now next step here for uh, Gervonta Davis. Listen, I'm going to walk you this through this fight just like Roley walked into that left hand Oof. because he did first it was it was end up in the sixth round Roley Romero got knocked out with a, a counter left hand on the ropes much like Marquez versus Pacquiao literally and it was just like it S- same spot almost in everything um, but the first like six rounds the first five rounds were actually extremely competitive mm-hmm. and all the reason I say competitive is because Tank didn't land very much but he didn't throw very much either you could tell that he was literally very calculated and he was being very careful because, in everybody's credit, they both talked a lot of crap to each other. Roley Romero was like, oh, he can't punch, he's slow. And I'm sure Javante was like, oh, you can't punch either. But to be fair, the way they both fought early, they both respected each very other's tentative. power. Yep. Yes. And Javante's a smart guy. I This is one of the first fights that I've really, really watched his um, methodical behavior and his 
um, he just doesn't seem very intellectually smart to me outside the ring. And that's, I'm not talking, I'm just being honest. Like he doesn't, but, and, and I've never really seen it translate. I always just thought he was faster and he hit harder than most people. That's mm-hmm. why he won. Right. But I think last night on Saturday, he showed me that he's very methodical. He can break a guy down. He can dissect a guy much like, and uh, people are much like Mayweather. Interesting. He did a very Mayweather-esque performance, meaning he gave up about three or four rounds in that fight where he was more defensive and figuring him out. And, I think, and I'm pretty sure the stats showed, what, 24 landed uh, connections by Gervonta Davis over the course of six rounds, mm-hmm. including that uh, that last left hook that, that sent uh, Roy Romero into the ropes. And the scorecards reflected that the scorecards mm. had, two of the scorecards, I believe, had Gervonta winning by one point. Mm. One scorecard had Roley winning, I believe. Mm-hmm. So at the, up to that point, you could tell that um, Gervonta was being very methodical about his stuff. And at the end of the day, a lot of people are like, oh my God, Roley was in that fight. You know, Roley was in that fight because Gervonta let him, him be yeah. in. Because we fight 12-round fights, okay? Gervonta didn't care if he gave up three, four, five rounds. It was only the sixth round. He didn't care if he, if you, he literally, it was a risk reward. His risk was, yes, he was going to give up some early rounds, but his reward was, I'm going to figure this guy out. And that's what I was impressed with. Like I said, I th- he's very talented. He's extremely fast. He's got great reflexes and he can punch. That's zero doubt about that. But once you get to this upper escalon level of the Canelos and guys like that, you can't just be talented. You have to be super smart. You have to be dedicated. You have to literally stick to your game plan. And I believe um, because Gervonta stuck to his game plan, because the first, honestly, the first three or four rounds were a little sketchy. There was a couple times where I thought actually Gervonta, Gervonta got thrown to the ground too, like in two or th- round two or three. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think Roley's kind of manhandling him a little bit and and kind of inserting his dominance, which if I'm in Roley's camp, I'm like, this is what you got to do. Yeah. You got to bully this guy. You're, you're a little bit taller. You do hit pretty hard bully this guy make him feel your power and uh he did early because gervonta was very very cautious and you could tell wasn't that he, he never was worried i would say but you could tell he respected it so he stayed away he slipped he dodged and then exact moment when he was just like okay i'm gonna turn it on now and that's so for a counter puncher and that's what gervonta is he's got great reflexes right he's mm-hmm. a super great counter puncher so if you come forward to a counter puncher you're doing half the work for him, sure. right? And that's exactly what happened. Roley was approaching and pressuring Gervonta on the ropes. Literally, they were Gervonta's back was touching the ropes, and Roley came in, lunged with the punch. Gervonta came over the top, tagged him. Not even one of Gervonta's hardest punches no, at all. It wasn't. But it was so very well-placed and pinpointed. It was well-placed. He wasn't even looking. It was It, it was just a, a, reflex, a reflex hook. And that's how everyone look at the still photos of that shot and maybe we can put it on the screen here. But if you notice and and you get a lot of this, I mean, Durante, his eyes were closed, everything. He was looking the other way. He was just, it was just a reflexive move and he got him, got him perfect. It was a brilliant move because what you do is you do that. You kind of pull back and you're kind of leaning over out of the way of everything. And he probably didn't realize it was probably a flash second that his eyes were closed. I'm sure probably it was just that catching of the camera, but regardless, it was just a perfectly placed Absolutely. punch, and it was also Roley was doing the work for him, coming forward, and Gervonta was coming forward. And when that happens, you're creating that just like that kinetic energy, yeah. both of you going forward. Romero, it made it worse. Romero was throwing the same stuff again at him, and 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 listen, do you think this was more of a situation of Tank Davis's? boxing iq on display and it's improved or was also a lack of boxing iq for roley romero in his corner 
Um, I, I think that it was, I think it was a little bit of, um, Gervonta's IQ going up. I really do. I do because he could have, he, he said he set that stuff up early on because what he was doing was on the ropes. Mm. Normally, uh, the first like five rounds of that, when Roley was throwing punches on the ropes, Gervonta was slipping, moving, holding, slipping, moving, holding, getting out, spinning, spinning out. And then this one time. He bounced off and he punched off of it, and I think he lulled uh, Roly asleep because Roly was yeah. well, Roly was thinking that maybe he's going to come in, hold him again, or spin out or get out and run because he was doing that. So, not to take a lot away from Roly, Roly came in with one game plan and he doesn't know how to change it up. Yeah. He was, you were right. He he did the same thing for five or six rounds, and Gervonta, being a good fighter that he is, figured it out. And he changed his game. And that's the difference. I talk about this many, many times, and many people will. There, There's the good fighters and the great fighters. The good fighters do what they do really well. They do. But once they come up against a little roadblock halfway through a fight, good fighters don't know how to change because they're really good at what they do. They just don't know how to do anything else. And guys like Floyd Mayweather, and I, I, I can't, I don't want to put Gervonta there yet. I'm not. So don't get me wrong there. But... Gervonta changed. He figured it out, and he was just like, I'm going to do a certain thing for the first couple rounds. I'm going to give up a couple rounds, and then I think he figured it out. I give him credit. Um, I give him, I give his IQ a lot of credit on that one. I think that he actually very – I think he outsmarted Roley. Plus, he's got phenomenal talent. He's got phenomenal reflexes, and he's got phenomenal power. And why I don't say it was like his hardest punch, I still think it was a hard punch. I just don't think it was – I don't think it was a flush, turnover, crack him over, but it was perfectly placed, perfectly timed. And Roley, sometimes when you talk shit, man, you got to back it up. And when you don't, we're going to go on a podcast later and we're going to talk about how you got your ass knocked out. That's just how it goes. You know, you're going to write the check. It's going to get cashed. And in this case, it was. And you know what? It might not have looked like Gervonta Davis's hardest punch he's ever thrown, but Roley Romero's legs were wobbly. He was done. Not just after he got hit, but if you kind of watch some clips afterwards when he's walking back to the back, he's still wobbly. Well, he mean, was confused, bro. I mean, that's yeah. that's solid. You he know, was hit perfect on the button. 100%. You, you know that when a fighter doesn't protest and make a big stink about the stoppage, because for the people listening to us, Roley got up to he his did. feet, yeah. and the referee counted, and he was staggering. He was. He, his leg, one of his legs was wobbly. He looked like a drunk guy at the bar on last call, and they were cutting him off. But he tried. And that's I what mean, happened. He had, his, he had his gloves in. Oh, massive respect because he but did. He wanted no, to. No, there's no way. He it, it his, his own safety was in jeopardy at that point. And hopefully the terminology we're utilizing is okay for any sort of haters that listen to this and say things like, oh, they, they use the word pop. You could tell what kind of uh, boxing guys he's on. Anyway, so that's just for some YouTube stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so we can drop. Thanks, haters. Weekend trap. So we, we have. We still appreciate your views. Yeah, we do. Uh, thanks for clicking. Uh, so Tank Davis, he wins six round TKO, and uh, he retains this weird WBA secondary lightweight title. On the grand scheme of things, means nothing. Really he's means not the nothing. World champion there. And we're going to talk about the real world champion here in a few moments. But yep. let's talk next steps here. What are we looking at next for Javante Tank Davis? So Javante claimed that his contract was up with Gold or with uh, Golden Boy with Floyd Mayweather Promotions, but in the post fight press conference, which they didn't show on Showtime time he claimed to leonard ellerby who is the ceo of mayweather promotions he said we're still good right we're we're, we're, we're together i'm still with mayweather promotions and leonard ellerby was like hey can you can you say that a little bit louder so i break hear you because i think he's <laughs> yeah. trying to get him locked into an oral sure, contract a sure. verbal contract but i think probably they'll stay together because honestly 
there's that's where I give uh, Javante a little bit of credit because I, I've said this, we said this last week in episode 81, where he, he was a little bit erratic, he's a little bit immature, he's done some stupid things outside boxing, he is a young kid from Baltimore, uh, and, but he's done some really stupid stuff, he has, he's done some violent stuff, he's done some very, very immature stuff, but last night, on Saturday night in the fights, he... It was very, very heated. He was talking smack during the fight, after the fight. Right when it got over, he went over and yelled in, in Rolly's face. But then somebody must have calmed him down because then in the post-fight press conference, uh, or inside the ring directly at least, he was super respectful. He pulled it all back, and he was like, listen, he's like, all, all, all joking, all crap aside, he was just like, you know, Rolly's a tough guy and gave him massive respect. And never one time inside the ring at least in that interview bashed Rolly and gave mm. him credit mm-hmm. and was just like you know it is what it is we're, we're looking for bigger and better things and during that fight uh Ryan Garcia was ringside and I guess Tank was talking to Ryan Garcia during that fight saying you next so I would love to see it Ryan Garcia is now coming out and fighting in July I guess yep. but Ryan Garcia is like you're next he goes I want you next and and he he said some expo- explicit words about Golden Boy Promotions. Ryan Garcia did, he did. He and did. said blank blank. Isn't it weird though? Like we can travel relationship, is it, is man. It just, is it just me? But when I see Ryan Garcia trying to talk all hard like that, it just comes across weird, doesn't it? That's like not him. It, it, it like he's forcing it. He's trying to be like as hard and thuggish as he possibly can but i'm like dude you're you're sitting in there a second rate tuxedo in the second row of this match and you're and you're cursing out your own promotion company like but it's it's coming out of like this pretty boy's mouth like it's hard to take him seriously yeah it's tough because i i know what you're saying is because he's kind of a pretty boy he is he's a good looking kid and he's not really he doesn't have that edge to him it's like okay. And he's trying to. It feels like he's trying to fabricate that edge. Well, it's like okay. So I was a I was a private school kid. I'll admit that. But it's like when the private school high school kids trying to trying to bow up and and, and curse out like yeah. when they're when they're playing like the inner city street uh, basketball team. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah, it, it doesn't worse. sound right. It, it just doesn't, it looks stupid. And Ryan Garcia, it's I I don't know. It's hard to take him seriously for some reason in this kind of a situation. Maybe it's also because he had just uh, gambled away twenty. 20- <laughs> thousand dollars to errol spence who was in the front row he was just ahead of him which is fair in the boxing world errol spence should be ahead of ryan garcia he should and he, he should. earned that so ryan garcia made this bet and it's on camera it's on video i can't uh, who, 20 g's who was it was um um someone was who was recording that next uh, to it errol was spence. ellie i think was it not ellie Sekbeck? No, 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 no. no. It was, it was uh, who was sitting next to Errol Spence? Like, oh, well, there was Danny Garcia as well, but I don't yes. think he was recording it though. He was. In I thought that he video was recording too. it. It could have been, but yeah, he was right next to him as I'm well. I'm pretty sure it was. He I was don't know who it recording. was, but like, anyways, maybe. It but was he then. makes this bet that that Rolly Romero is going to take down uh, Tank Davis twenty grand straight up. Errol Spence obviously takes that bet all day long. All day. I'm taking that bet. Yeah. So uh, $20,000 a little light in the pockets today there, uh, Ryan Garcia. I hope that he paid up. I hope Errol Spence made him pay that up. It was all, Listen, it was on recording, but who knows? I mean, Ryan Garcia's got it because Ryan Garcia is one of the first boxers to ever be signed by Gatorade. The kid is a pretty boy. But you know what? I, I think you're right. I think if I am his agent or his PR people, what I'm telling him is, listen, man, play the part of who you are. Yes. You are not a Mike Tyson. You are not an intimidator. As much as you want to be, stop pretending because you're not. You could put as much ink all over your body as you want. No one is accepting that at face value, guys. No, and you're right. Like it's like he's just trying to. He so badly wants to be edgy, but he's not. Can't be. But like the thing is, 
He can fight though. But stop pretending. Don't be edgy though. You, you're you, not. You sell soap. Don't be edgy when you're you not. You sell soap on Instagram, dude. Don't do it. It comes across as extremely corny. It is a little it, corny. Like That's his, the best way to put his it. His personality when he's trying to be tough, when he's actually trying to be like just straight up and genuine, is okay. But like you can tell when it's not when it's disingenuous. Yeah. And when he's not who he is, it's when Ryan Garcia is trying to be Mike Tyson when. Ryan Garcia is not Mike Tyson. No, he is not. So maybe that happens. Maybe at the end of the year. Who knows? Ryan Garcia has to fight some other whoever in July. I don't even think it's been announced, dude. It's it's almost June. How are they not announcing this stuff? It's going to be some other schlub probably. Yeah, I mean, if he's going to fight Tank now, it better be a schlub. He needs it. Because because you don't want to take a risk right now. Because listen, I do think Ryan Garcia is very talented. I do. But don't put him in there with like somebody like the Isaac Cruz who fought Javante. Oh, they tough. pulled that back. Yeah, so don't do that. If you're going to do that for a tune-up, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. If you're if you're doing that for a tune-up, then Golden Boy is feeding you to the wolves. Yeah. And Sean Gibbons, good work. But uh, he's Isaac Cruz guy. Yeah. But so I I don't know if that'll happen. Um. But if it does, it'd be awesome. But also, I'm not getting my hopes up because what was it? 2021. We were talking so highly about that 135 pound division, the mm-hmm. lightweight division, because of Ryan Garcia, mm-hmm. Tia Lopez, mm-hmm. Lomachenko, mm-hmm. Devin Haney, now George Cambosis. Yep. That is a hot division, and I'm sick and tired of talking about the potential of that division. Let's just have it. Well, let's talk about the king of that division weekend, Trav, because he has a battle this weekend. We're yep. talking about George. Did he change his nickname to? ferocious or something like that george i think it was the emperor is what it was i think he changed it anyways no, george cambosis jr he is the undisputed undisputed or I no, guess undisputed. no 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 because unified. Dev, unified because devin okay. haney has one of the that's titles. right that's unified right. champ george cambosis jr taking on devin haney down in australia yeah. this weekend we have to check the times and the and, and the and the way to watch it um yeah. but that's coming up this weekend weekend trav and that's kind of I want to say it slipped under the radar a bit, but it's one of those where it's like, oh, crap, that's in a few days. It did. I don't think it slipped under the radar, but it snuck up on us for sure. Yeah. Because we've known about the fight for a little bit. They've been talking about it for a little bit. But yeah, for us, it snuck up a little bit. But do I have to say it again? How hot is boxing, man? This is a massive fight. This is for all the marbles. This is for the undisputed. Whoever wins this fight is going to be the undisputed lightweight champion of the world. There's going to be no more arguments. There's going to be no nothing about it because they will be the undisputed. They will own all four of the major belts in that division. First ever. First ever. That's bad. In that division, uh, lightweight champion will be crowned. So we're not talking about the fake little belt that Geronte Davis has. We're talking about the real belts, all four of them. So I'm trying to look up the dates and times. Because it's in Australia, the time zone is going to be kind of weird. It's It's like like 15 hours ahead. Usually I think it's going to happen on Sunday for us and Saturday for them. Is usually how that works. Depending on – it's on the zone, so I don't think it will be American time. So it's showing – okay, i got to find the time zone – they're like 15 or 16 hours ahead, Fully. Australia is. All right, folks, this is going to take some long division stuff on my part. But it's showing us date June 4th for us, but June 5th in Australia. Um, so that's Saturday. Oh, so it'll be on. So what they're what they're doing is they're going to play it. Yeah, it'll be Sunday morning them for them, I bet. The main card starts at 8 p.m. Eastern mid- Standard. Our time. It's showing the main card for Australia is 10 a.m. Australia. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Then. So yep. they're going to fight yeah. in the morning in Australia. yep. yep. Okay. Which means that I bet he doesn't even fight till afternoon, though. All right. So they should, yeah, but no, saying they should make their way to the ring at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
So, 11, 12, so it should be like a traditional pay-per-view. It should be a traditional uh, watch time for 10, us. 11, 12, 1. Yeah, it would be about 1, 1 or 2 p.m., I think. No, no, no. I'm saying that's the time they're listing as for us. Oh, yeah, yeah. For us, it will be. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So Sorry. it'll be normal I was talking for about us Australia. It's going to be, gonna be well, like 1 our, or 2 p.m. For yeah, all our right. Australian listeners, yes. Yeah, where are you guys at, bro? We're, yeah. we're talking about Cambosis. Like, You're who's giving watching... Cambosis love other than us? You know, you, you get out of get out of church or whatever and, and get, a, get a pint. They do, they, they drink pints there. They maybe because they do. They are very UK like. I don't They're know. The Anyways, the so you get a, go go out to your there. local establishment. And you catch a catch a massive boxing match uh, at the same time. And have a pint for lunch in the afternoon. For lunch, <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. It's always five o'clock. It's five o'clock here, and we're drinking this. We're going to talk about this in a few moments. It but let's is talk seven o'clock. But we got to talk this matchup, man. This, it's, this a, a, it's a phenomenal matchup. Big time fight. We've we've been massive. Be money. To be fair, we've been massive fans of this division for two years, which yeah. is the length of our podcast. So Devin Haney is traveling. He's without his father, who's been at, in his corner. He's not coming. No. Well, that's a big thing. That's that's been a big thing. Look it up right I now. I didn't know that. So wow. So we have a Why? lot. Of, we have a lot of excuses already starting to well build done, themselves in. Nice uh, little gem you got there. So Devin Haney's been down there now for the past couple of weeks. And so I'm not. I just. I just think there's a lot of odds against him on this fight. There is a lot. He's going to uh, Cambosis's hometown. Everything. I personally am a pretty big fan of their of George Cambosis. I think he has uh, the upper hand in this fight, anyways. So it'll be very interesting. A lot of passion, a lot of energy behind him on this fight, and, with the local crowds. Uh, ooh, what do we got? What kind of hat are we listening to? Sunglasses. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so we can trav. I don't know. What do you think here on this fight? Um, listen, we can't underestimate uh, Cambosis Jr. because he knocked off Tiafoe Lopez, who was the undisputed champ after dethroning Lomachenko. So it's tough. I think that Devin Haney only took this fight because he knew that he thinks that he for sure can win. And to make history, what a fight to make history with. Um, honestly, I think Devin Haney possesses all of the talent, the grit, um, the smarts, everything to outfox, um, Cambosis, but yeah, I saw that he's, he's stranded right now. So I think that, um, Devin Haney's father might make it, he but he may not. get it. He may get it. But yeah, as, a right week now, ago, as of right now, he was stranded. denied entry. Australia's, Australia's a little finicky. Like if you have any kind of like alcohol violations or domestic violations they usually deny you uh, entry which you have to get a visa to get there but back to the fight i think cambosis jr has the determination the will the confidence all of that in his favor i mean that's without a single doubt right now he definitely has all of that i just don't know if he can beat a quick fast slick boxer like devin haney because devin haney's not not like tifoma lopez tifoma's got pop He's got power. He's got it all. So he's got a lot of pop on his punches, and but um, which is a different style. And uh, Cambosis withstood that. But I think that Devin Haney knows better. And De- Devin Haney doesn't need to outpower this guy. Devin Haney, I think, is going to beat him in a twelve round decision. That's mm. I think he's going to beat him. He's got the capabilities for Devin Haney to win. He's got to outbox Cambosis, mm-hmm. not make it a brawl, not make it a tough fight. Because if he makes it a fight of willpower. Cambosis wins. Yeah, this yeah. kid, this kid's willpower is through the roof right now. His confidence is through the roof. So if you stand in front of Cambosis and you make this a dog fight, he wins. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So that that's that's your give and take there. 
uh, Devin Haney, do what you do best. Box, stay on the outside, use your speed, use your smarts, use your intelligence, keep turning Cambosis. But if Cambosis um, turns this into a dogfight and pushes Haney on the ropes and keeps him there, yeah. or or convinces Devin Haney to exchange with him in the middle, he's in trouble because Cambosis does have really fast hands, actually, and he does have power. Yeah, I don't think he's got the boxing ability that Haney has, but... He does have power, and he's fast. So with those both of those things, you can counteract Devin Haney's boxing ability yeah. if he lets you. So we'll see. Yeah. And the time difference. You're talking about 15, 16, 16 hours ahead. I've been there. Yeah, It messes you at up. This, at this point, Devin Haney should be used to that time zone change. He's, been there, he's been there for a little while. The, my concern for him would be, Who's he have there with him, around him, training him? We, we we haven't seen a lot of like who's there with him, getting him ready for this fight. We've seen with Cambosis, he has um uh, the the young Puerto Rican kid that we've been high on, Xander Zayas. Xander Zayas is yeah. down there. Other people are down there with him, training him. And, and you know what? One unmeasurable uh, factor in all these fights is heart. And yeah. that Cambosis man, he has that. That in doesn't show up bunches. on the stat sheet. That is in not show up on the stat sheet. And what my concern for him after he took down Tiafima Lopez was, okay, is it now going to go to his head? Is now is he going to be like kind of an interim guy? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. He's taking this in stride, and he he looks ready. He looks very fired up. He looks laser focused. So if I'm Devin Haney's camp, I'm thinking, hmm, uh oh, uh, we're in his home turf. We're already down a man. We're down my father, potentially, which, which is, is a big huge. emotional drain. Even if his father's not there f- for the fight, he's missing his father in the camp, which is the most important part of it yeah. all right now. So it's it's just an interesting story. It's an interesting storyline here. And so you're saying, so you're thinking we have Devin Haney dogfight still pulls out the decision victory. Yeah. I think so. Right now, if you, if you had to make me make a decision right now, I think I, I I think I I'm leaning slightly towards Devin Haney, but just like we all said, I think we honestly might have said the same thing in the Tiafoe Lopez fight. Yeah. I think we were like, "Hey, Tiafoe is the favorite. He should probably win, but look out for Cambosis yeah. because this guy can fight." And personally, we're like, "We're going to bet on him." Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going that far for this one though. I, I don't know that odds. he's worth the bet because I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I haven't checked the odds on this one, but it's probably pretty tight. Um, gosh, I would probably – actually, as of where it stands right now with my gut, before really thinking about it, I would probably say the opposite of you and Cambosis in a decision. Hometown discount Could. double check. Oh, discount double check. Nice. I uh, think I think he gets the hometown discount on that. Listen – you're you could be right because I remember when Manny Pacquiao fought um, Jeff Horn in Australia. I thought Manny Pacquiao almost and he did. He almost knocked out Jeff Horn in the eighth round, and in my opinion, dominated Jeff Horn. And Jeff Horn ended up getting a decision over Manny Pacquiao in Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's not out of this world to think that Cambosis can't win a decision there. He a hundred percent. He's a bigger figure than Jeff Horn. Mm-hmm. So um, if it goes the distance and it's a really tight fight. 100% can see Devin Haney losing that fight. Yeah. If it's a tight fight and it's close, which I don't see Devin and I don't see Devin Haney blowing out uh Cambosis. I don't see anybody. To be fair, after the performance he put up against um Tiafoe Lopez, I don't see anybody blowing out no, Cambosis. No. I agree with you. I think it's going to go the distance. Yeah. Um so it's it's a the typical matchup you're going to have high boxing IQ going against passion energy 
and just so that's that's going to be a very very interesting dynamic this weekend. Uh, did it say what is that? It's on. It's the zone. Is it on the zone? Okay, that's who Haney fights for usually. Gotcha. So, man, and we we're looking at the first ever, first ever. Regardless, unless there's a draw. True, which there's could that. be too. That's another added I element. I just that's an added element. So I don't know what the uh, what the Vegas odds look like on that. I haven't looked them up. So that would be an interesting play on that one. Might be worth it. We'll, we'll, we might have to update you guys we'll on our Instagram page. Let's take a look. Page. I don't have it on my on this phone. Check I out have. our Instagram page. Follow us on our Instagram page, Weighing In with Travis Harmon. We update a lot um, on that as well. We usually only drop one episode a week for our podcast, which is on our YouTube channel, yep. uh, every Wednesday morning. But keep following us because leading up to that uh, Devin Haney-Cambosis fight, getting closer to it, we'll check those odds out. And we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll throw a little updates. gut check, what we actually think finally uh, on that one. But I, I think, I don't know if I'll change my opinion on that, on the result, and you probably won't That's either. Fair. But we'll talk about it again. We'll put something out there on the internet uh, with regard to it. Um, on the interwebs. On the internets. Um, <laughs> so, we can trap. Anything else with regard to this matchup? I don't think so, but I think it's a fight that people probably should tune into. I think it's a very, very exciting fight. Not only is it a history fight, for mm, sure, mm-hmm. because it is. I didn't realize that it was the first time. That's amazing. Anytime there's four belts on the line, all of us should tune in because you don't see that often anymore. Yeah. Back in the day, the Ali days, there used to be one title. Uh, there used to be a number one contender. The number one contender fought the champ, and that's how it was. It cycled through. Uh, there might have been more t- multiple different titles maybe back but in the recognized. day. But recognized. But recognized. Everybody recognized yeah. there was one heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. When Rocky so now, Balboa had it, he had the one with the, the American flag stripes on the side. <laughs> they, so he was the American champion? No, no. They use the, they use that belt. I don't know which organization uses that belt. It's, it's probably got other other flags on it, though. No, yeah, Most but it has the red, white, and blue on it. And the, oh, on yeah, the, yeah. On the that's, belt. Okay, that's so, probably accurate. Yeah. So anyway, anyways, anyways, anyways. We anyways. Di- we digress. Anyways. Speaking of anyways. Anyway. Anyway. That's another one. That's coming Boom. up. Folks, that's not this weekend technically. It's actually happening on Tuesday. Weird, weird day, weird time. So that's, after the Haney fight, that's the rematch. We have uh, the monster. In a way, what's his first name? I, I forget, don't know. I forget his first name. I have a hard time of saying the in monster. In a way, in that's a way. all we need to know. And he's taking on Donaire, right? He's taking on Nonito Donaire, who yeah, I know very well for the second time. For the second time, Donaire at one time, was considered the pound-for-pound pound best in the mm-hmm. world. This is going to be a pretty good fight. It's going to be a great fight because Donaire's got a little resurgence later on in his career. He's this is way under the radar. Super under the radar. And it's on a Tuesday. How much more under the radar can you get? I think it's ESPN+. Plus. You might have to check that, but I'm pretty sure it's ESPN+. Plus. That makes sense because, in a way, I think does fight yeah. um, on top-ranked cards, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. What Usually, else are you watching on Tuesday? Nothing. I mean, it's back to the old school, like, Tuesday night fights. USA used to have yeah. Tuesday night fights. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, we have Tuesday night fights with a blockbuster fight. In a way, these guys are lighter weight classes, right? Mm-hmm. But in a way, they call them the monster for a reason because there's huge knockouts. Donaire also has a huge knockout ratio, too. So, usually when people see the younger, uh, the younger, the lighter weight guys fight, it's more of, like, a ton of punches, and it always goes the distance, though. But these two guys both can punch. Their mm-hmm. knockout ratio between the two of these guys, it's got to be insane. I don't have it in front of me, but I know that there is a ton of knockouts between the two of these guys um, based on their record because they both are knockout power fighters. Uh, so it's going to be – I think it's going to be an exciting fight, and I think that just because it's been under the radar does not mean that you should not tune in. But I'm going to tell you right now. You know what I'm going to do? Nonito Donaire. And – 
Noya? Naoya? Anyway, oh, I just yeah. say anyway, yeah. Yeah, I just say anyway. Um, yeah, that one is on Tuesday. I'm trying. I'm to gonna see tell you their knockouts because it's a lot. They call Nonito Donaire the Filipino Flash. But yeah, I'm trying to add them up here on on anyway uh, side. There's Nonito Donaire, by the way, is my age. Actually, a little bit older because he just had a birthday, but he's 39 years old. Fighting at the level that he's yeah. at right now is impressive. He is 42 wins, six losses, with 28 knockouts. It's a lot. In a very, it's a lot because he fights in the 118 pound division. Yeah, that is a ma- like. So we got what do we got? 28, I said, and then in a way, he doesn't have as many. He's only got 22 fights, but he's got 19 knockouts out of 22 wins. It's pretty solid. There's a the knockout ratio. Of this is he's got an 86 percent knockout ratio. In a way, does so. That's pretty phenomenal. I think you're going to see some fireworks. I don't know if you'll see a knockout or not, but you're going to see some fireworks. You're going to see some bombs. You're going to see a very competitive fight. Um, I, I don't know if Donaire has enough left in the tank, yeah. but I think you're going to see an awesome fight. And you'll probably see it posted a little bit on social media for us because by the time we film next episode, it still won't have happened. The fight won't will not have happened yet, so um, you'll probably get a little more social media content from us on that one. Uh, but overall, there's a lot of good stuff coming. It's uh, this is a, this weekend alone with Cambosis and Haney. That's a great fight to be get look get jacked up for, right? And uh, jacked up, jacked let's get, up. Let's get jacked to be money. Speaking of getting jacked up, we're going to talk about what we're drinking. Let's do it. We've been called out recently because we have been drinking leftovers and we haven't had anything new on the bourbon front. And I don't even think this, sorry to Dale, uh, but I don't even think this is necessarily bourbon. This is a small batch of whiskey. It is a whiskey. But we are drinking Uncle Nearest 1884 small batch whiskey. And that's from the nearest green distillery there in Shelbyville, Tennessee. I don't know where that is in Tennessee. I have family in Tennessee and I love that state. And one day maybe I'll live there. Uh, but for the for the time being, I don't. I live in Florida here with you in Orlando. Uh, not with you, but, you know, down the road. I mean, we're pretty much together so much. We're so like 10 minutes away. Probably have to, like, pay rent. So Uncle Nearest, 1884 small batch whiskey. Um, here's some stuff. And you were telling me this in pre-production. Yeah. The first some. known African-American master distiller. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting because I think there's multiple reasons why this is interesting. Because I think that this... Um, company is now the fastest rising whiskey company in the United States right now. But they're also, it's black owned because it was the first yeah. master so that was black. But also it says that, let's see, I got a little bit more um, highlighted about The man who distilled the whiskey was a black slave named Nathan Green, known affectionately as Uncle Nearest. And he brought with him a special technique of charcoal filtering that he had learned back home when cleaning water in West Africa. This method of filtering whiskey through sugar, maple tree, charcoal became known as the famous Lincoln Method, and it's still used today. Interesting. So his great-great-granddaughter is the curator of this uh, at this point still, Um, so still in the family. Hmm. We can travel. Let's talk about it specifically. I know it's not a bourbon, but it is something new for us. You know, I I don't taste the maple the maple sugar in it. Yeah. I don't taste that. I don't taste the sweetness. I don't... Mm. Um, but I, I, know, I know what I'm going to rate it, but I, but I'm just reading that, I didn't realize that it had... It, it's not very sweet to me. Is it very sweet to you, or is my taste no. buds off? No. And even even usually what I do is, even with the ice, I let that kind of melt into it to just to cut it down a little. And that usually opens it up. You know what? I can smell the maple, though. I can smell it, but I just don't taste it. So, I'm going to be honest with you, Trav. It's not my favorite. Hmm. 
It's not my favorite. It's not bad, but it's not it's not necessarily one I'm in love with. Well, I can already tell what you are. I can already tell. I mean, now it's a little better. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's. I'm just listen. Maybe, I maybe it's my my sour heads bang energy drink that's throwing me off. Um, I've never before though drinking uh, either a bourbon or a whiskey. Mm-hmm. I've never before smelled like a maple syrup taste or smell and then not tasted it. I don't taste it. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. Maybe you have COVID. Well, I taste something though. I think I'm COVID proof though, be money. Maybe at this point. I think. At this point. I think. I don't know, but you know what? Maybe I'm going to come down with it like tomorrow really really bad. My you never fa- know. My father-in-law just got it. Um and he's he's like in his 80s. 2 days later he's fine. Because did he not know that COVID's over, bro? I know, we don't talk about I'm it. I'm just anymore. kidding. Um but I'm glad that he's okay though. Yeah, it's me too. Pretty, that's actually me too, especially glad for that he's okay. Person, yeah. That's great. Yes, he I'm recovered very, glad. very quickly. Good. Um Hmm. So we can travel. Let's... What are we going with this? What Man. are we going here? I mean, let me a little sip again. I know where I'm going. You want me to go first? Go first. It's pretty solid. So it's it's not really spicy. It's not really hot. It doesn't really have like a strong, like a massive, like alcohol whiskey taste. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of smooth in that in that regard. So I'm gonna go like a six point seven. I thought it was okay. That's actually kind of high, but I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I think it's I okay. wasn't. I wasn't blown away by it, no. but I also didn't mind it. If no. somebody if somebody had this at the house, I would drink. And it. listen, the storyline's cool, whatever else, but that's not going. That the it's sto- actually kind of expensive. Though, the storyline so. is not going to influence my rating by any means. Okay, um, it's okay. Now, do I find myself if I'm if I'm at a friend's house or if I'm somewhere at a bar and I see Uncle Nearest on the on the shelf, I'm like, ooh, let me reach out towards that. I want to gravitate towards that. No, I'm not going to. Okay, so <clears throat> I've had better small batch whiskeys. I'm going to give this a 6.0. Oh, straight up. Which averages out for easy math 6.35 boxing gloves out of 10. Uh, on the average for us rating wise, which is still a good score, but it is. But like I said, the price point though was very high. Really, it was expensive. Interesting. So with that rating, yeah, I would say based on that rating, yeah, for the price of it, yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Okay. If this was about more of like a thirty to thirty-five dollar bottle, I would say in a heartbeat, pick it up. I wonder if they it's do other bad. things if it, uh, beyond just the small batch. Whiskey. I think they they do. I think they have another. Well, I mean, I think it's all whiskey, but I think they have another. Um, they have 1884, and I think they have like an 18 something else as well, I believe. But you can go, they have a website. It's called unclenearest.com. So Uncle Near, and that's N as in Nathan, nearest.com. So you can check it out. I'm you sure you they have thought that stuff. the folks at home were going to get confused with the near, like the N <laughs> of the nearest? I mean, Uncle Mearest, I don't. Mearest, they sound nearest. I don't know. N E A R E S T. Listen. You do have that's to nearest, make sure because the Spotify listeners could get it mixed up. It's nearest with an N. Every single time that I am talking now, when I have to give my like um, email address over the phone, mm-hmm. it's boxingth at homo.com. I say B-O-X-N as in Nathan, T-H at homo.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So I just want to like, make sure for our listeners because we care. B's and P's and B's. I care about our listeners I and I you. want them to I know. You. I got you. If they want to check this out, they it's can. nearest. And that's the website. So what we're going to do. Like I hold you near and dear. 
to my heart be money. Thank you. <laughs> I'm about to crack. No, but it's nearest. Okay. So. so it's okay. Uh, 6.35 boxing gloves. It's not bad. 10. It's over six. Yeah. So it's okay. Um, weekend Trev. I'm going to go ahead and skip final thoughts because, frankly, I don't have any, and I don't think you're going to have any that are that very good anyways. Wow. Not this just week. just shot me down. Not this like, week. Like, literally, you just, like, threw me in the dumpster. And threw set me under it the bus. on fire. Oh, my God. Dumpster fire. I mean, but what about, like, we, we could briefly sum it up with, you know, we can think another happy, or think another. We can wish people another happy Memorial Day that's, and thank them for their service is what I was going with. pretty much where I was. And it went kind of like interaction. Pr- exactly what I just said, <laughs> that you're, that the final thoughts are over. And that's why I said that. That's why you're the producer and you know better. I could see it in your eyes. Shh, Nikes. Yeah, I could see it as you. As so why didn't you just say another little blurb about memorial day you should have just took it over and i will right here with that there is weekend trav with a w weekend trav (laughs) that there is b money with a b not a v as in victor that's what i usually say when i have to say v as in victor is that was that the call sign is that i don't know what it is because i I was never in the military but thank you i mean obviously it's it's this this memorial day for the u.s is about fallen heroes it's not about veterans though it's it's a great holiday in general for our military families and military alike so we do from the bottoms of our hearts here uh at the wayne and with travis hartman podcast Thank you to the families, friends, to active military, but specifically to those fallen heroes of the U.S. military across history. Thank you so much because we celebrate our freedoms. We celebrate the opportunity to argue with one another about stupid things uh, in our country because of the sacrifices that have been made uh, for our nation at the same time over the past couple few hundred years. So thank you so much. Thanks, B-Money. Okay. And that's it. God bless.